What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Inside the Green Room. Sure, sure. Danny Green, I'm Harrison Sanford. You, already, you guys already know what to do. Find us on Instagram at Inside Green Room and also on Twitter at Green Room Inside. And make sure you subscribe, rate, review, all the likes, all the follows. We all appreciate that so we can continue to give you the goods. And I must say, Danny, I must say, Danny, I would like a, a green star, some type of a commendment or some type of recognition because tonight, Monday evening, Harrison Sanford, dedicated New York Knicks fan, left Madison Square Garden in the middle of the third quarter to record this podcast and had to watch the ending of a scintillating game on my couch. Green star, please, Danny. Uh, I don't know if I give you that much credit, bro. You still had to make us wait till the game was over. You might as well stay. <laughs> Then it would have been another th- You know how hard it is to get out of arenas. For sure. No, I get it. Smart move. We'll give you a, I don't know about green star, maybe a shit brown star or something. <laughs> Yo, get him. <laughs> 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 oh, all yeah. right. Let's get, let's yeah. just get to the, wait, by the way, shout out to the Knicks for getting another win. Uh, Not too bad performance there from you, Quentin Grimes, in your return to Madison Square Garden. Maybe we'll talk about some famous return games in a later episode. But let's talk about uh, what we have seen and heard in the National Basketball Association and in amateur basketball. And we'll start with one, LeBron James. And we won't talk about the Lakers' current situation. We'll wait to the, the next part of the show to talk about them in the Western Conference. But let's talk about LeBron James' son. On Monday, uh, some news came out or an update came out to Jonathan Gavoni's 2024 NBA mock draft. And mm-hmm. Le- uh, Bronny James, who was pre- at once predicted to be in the draft, was taken off of Jonathan Cavoni's draft board. And it, resp- and it resulted in LeBron James writing some tweets and eventually deleting them. I'm going to read you some of the tweets here. Okay. Can y'all please let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The work and results will ultimately do the talking no matter what he decides to do. If y'all don't know, he doesn't care what a mock draft says. He just works. Earned, not given. Continued. And to all the other kids out there striving to be great, just keep your head down, blinders on, and keep grinding. These mock drafts doesn't matter one bit. I promise you. Only the work matters. Let's talk real basketball people. Obviously, LeBron James, because he committed so many tweets to it, he obviously uh, took was taken aback maybe by either by Bronny taking off the draft board or how some of the commentary uh, came out after he was taken off the draft board. But let's mm-hmm. keep it real. Bronny has not had a one-and-done type of freshman season at USC. He's averaging only five points. But you also have to give him some type of leeway here. We have to remember that during the offseason, going into his freshman year at USC, he mm-hmm. suffered a cardiac arrest. So there's a lot of caveats here. Just because he's not a one-and-done doesn't mean he can't be a productive NBA player one day. But obviously. LeBron was obviously uh, in some way, some form impacted by this uh, update to the mock draft and all the commentary that came after it. I wonder what your thoughts are in the situation are, Danny. Yeah, I mean, as I said, just because you're not an NBA player right now doesn't mean you won't be or you won't be a good NBA player if you're not a great college player. That has nothing to do with anything. Um, obviously, you've seen the comparisons. People will be take the comparisons to a negative routine and, and compare them to other people that haven't done well. And people compare them to Jimmy Butler. Like, you know, this is how some guys start out, even guys in the rookie year. Um, but I think the response for Braun was more so toward the media people and outside people putting the pressure and the expectation on Bronny um, because he was taken off. I'm sure the responses after that 
I don't think he cares about the draft board. It's just the people talking about him after the draft board situation happened. It's like he's a kid. Let him be a kid. Stop having these expectations. Stop having, uh, you know, all this attention toward. Obviously, he knows it comes with the territory. But um, yes, it goes back to what Austin Rivers was saying, man. You know, we we hate the fact that we love, we want to see him play with Bron. But also on the other side of it, we see that Bronny kind of wants to live his own life and have his own path. And it's hard for him to do that when he's under such a spotlight. It's hard yeah. for him to just be a kid, but he's been this way since he was a baby. And unfortunately for, for his dad, he's been that way too since he was 18 years old, which they, they've been kind of under a microscope for a really long time. Um, it's fun. It has some advantages, it, but in the same breath, it kind of sucks. You can't be normal. You can't live a normal life. You can't just be a normal kid uh, because there's expectations of you. So I think Bron is absolutely correct. Mock drafts and draft boards do not matter. It doesn't, it, it, who cares? End of the day, there's a lot of guys undrafted or second round draft picks or not even on draft boards that have become really good pros. And there's some guys that are on draft boards that don't make it or stick in the NBA. So it doesn't yep. matter at the end of the day. So we will see how Bronny pans out. So when the time comes, it'll come. And, you know, he's he's a great player. He's going to be a great player at some point. But, you know, let him have fun. Let him enjoy his college experience, something his dad never got a chance to do. Um, you know, and he said it's his first year coming back off of health issues. So it's going to take some time. Yeah, for sure. And I, uh, everything that LeBron, I understand the sentiment that LeBron James gave, uh, but LeBron also knows the media all too well. We are mm -hmm. going to cover his son. And if his son gets taken off a draft board, we are going to treat that like news because you know what? It is news because it is entertaining. It is interesting to see the development and the progress of Bronny James, whether it's upward progress or going backwards, we're going to track it. That's what we do. That is what mm -hmm. the people want, frankly. Um, yeah. So it's more of this is going to happen. It just is what yeah. it is. I think you'll just have to accept it. It comes we with the territory. <laughs> it comes with the territory. This is this is what it is. When just you're, the same it, fact. As, I mean, it's earned. Yes, earned, not given. But the same breath. Some people may be saying something different like, oh, the fact that he was on draft boards is because yes. of his dad. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, we all know Bron is a, Bronny and Bron are both great players and they earned everything that they've gotten. Uh, but so when you put this kid on draft boards, no matter who it is, if they get taken off, you're in the top 10 or top 20 on a draft board, and all of a sudden by the end of the season, that could have been, you name it, anybody. Um, kid that played with Sierra Canyon with Bronny a couple of years ago. He's oh, in Charlotte uh, Hornets uh, now. Amar, Amar, Amari Bailey. Amari Bailey. Yeah, Amari yes. Bailey. The way you know what I'm saying? If he was uh, in a... Whose mother was dating Drake at one point. Yeah, that's all yeah, the that... drama. Everybody wants to hear the drama. See, but that's why people the, were interested. The gossip. People are interested because they want to hear gossip. The basketball it's fans want to talk about basketball. It's entertainment and then it's sports. It's sports entertainment. You. But even if Amari Bailey, who was not the son of LeBron James, was in a top 10 or a top 20 on draft boards, and next you know after playing a one year of college is off the draft boards, it's going to be news. You know what I'm saying? So regardless of who it is, it's even bigger news because it's LeBron James' son and it's Bronny, who has been hyped up or been you know given this platform since he was, you know, before he was a teenager. Yeah, it's just the nature of the business. Uh, obviously, we wish him well, and we would all love to see him in the NBA. So for sure, uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see how it all pans out. Uh, as I'm doing this podcast with a guy who stayed in college for four years and and had a and has had a very long NBA career. So anything is on the table. This is just a, a step in a long road. So that's just for how sure. we have to treat it. But we are going to cover it with the utmost attention because we've been giving LeBron James the utmost attention since he stepped into the NBA and even before that. Before that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
Keeping with the college theme, though, Danny, Danny, on Monday as well, there was a lot of uh, controversy, discussions, talks uh, about what happened this weekend at Wake Forest University, where Duke uh, was upset by the Demon Deacons. And as they were being upset or after they were upset, uh, the fans stormed the court. And while storming the court, they have appeared to lead to the injury of star center Kyle Filipowski for the Duke Blue Devils. Now, mm -hmm. there's a lot of different reactions and suggestions what we should do, put security around the visiting team. Uh, they should uh, put uh, – Jay Billis, a former Duke guy who works for ESPN, he kind of went out of, out of line talking about maybe you should detain these kids for coming on the court and maybe they should have some type of citations or things like that. Come on, bro. This is going a little bit too far. Uh, you obviously played at North Carolina. I don't know for sure, but I'm sure you've been court stormed. Uh, yes. Your thoughts on what happened this weekend? Give me some flashbacks of when it happened to you and what do you think should happen next? Um, it's an interesting thing because, you know, it makes the game exciting, especially for the fans, the college students. You can't take it away. You can kind of, I guess, maneuver it to make it safer some way, somehow. Um, because we've had to said we were a top team in the country almost every year I was there, except for my freshman year. We were in, you know, top 25 most of the years, junior and senior year for sure. You know, number one school at some point in the and we would lost, we would lose to a team, you know, in our conference, whether it was Maryland or, you know, what I'm saying a Virginia Tech or something like that. And they would storm the court. Back then, I don't know how it is now, but they would have, you know, ropes for us to walk out. You know, teams shake hands. They would have ropes to try to keep the student section or students out of our face. But those ropes still don't stop students. There's been plenty no. of times where some of us, one of our, my teammates, have gotten into fights with, almost got into a fight with the fan while they're storming the court. You know, they're talking, talking shit, mm -hmm. going back and forth. So fights almost happen. Um, but listen, I don't, I didn't see the game. I don't know how close it was when the buzzer went off. But if you know the buzz is going off and you're losing, why are you still that far on the court? You know what I'm saying? Like you should be walking towards your bench at some point getting off the court, knowing they're about to storm. But it's a, they could find a way to, I guess, funnel the students to to, to storm at a certain direction, you know, away from the, the team's bench, the away team's bench, or, you know, be on the middle of the court. But as a player, as a D1 athlete, you got to have better reflexes, man. Get the hell out of there. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? How do you let a regular student run you over? You know what I'm saying? Like, these aren't. But it's, but it's, other, it's, it's a it's a, a mass. I understand. It's, it's not fucking bulls, man. You know what I'm saying? Not it's not a <laughs> stampede of animals. These are, you know what I'm saying? So like you see them coming, you know, stand your ground or pushing people out the way or get out of there fast. You know what I'm saying? You're a D1 athlete. Get to your bench or you know this about to happen. Move out. You know it's, it's just. <laughs> There's a many things that go into this. Obviously, I'm not gonna blame the kid, but it's like, yo, I'm you saying, can protect yourself like, a little better. That's all I'm saying. Like, I feel like you're only saying this because he's a dookie. If it was a no, if this was no. if this was uh, RJ Davis from North Carolina, he'd be like, no, stop. Like, RJ, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know who it was. I, I I saw the clip, but I didn't look closely enough. But it wasn't like 10 dudes, 10 big dudes run him over. It was like, you know, one or two people made him lose his balance. He did a spin, caught him on off guard. I'm saying that's yeah. what clipped him. So, like, my thing is, I'm saying I'm not blaming the kid. You should have, you got to better protect yourself. But you know, this is happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess he was just kind of like, just willy nilly, like trying to walk through yeah, it. He wasn't locked. He wasn't locked. Nah, in. He wasn't you're not locked, locked in, in bro. <laughs> We're in New York, bro. You know, you're on the corner. You see something fishy happening. You keeping your head on a swivel. Yeah, you in the game. You see people running. Let me get the fuck. Oh shit, yo. Know I'm saying like, even when we come out for warmups, nah, we come out for warmups. We see it's it's the dangerous place out there. Even if you're courtside, you know the ball could hit you. You come out for warmups. People 
the cheerleading team, they have the flag. That shit is dangerous. I've gotten hit in the head with the flag before. When people run out with the flags, like mm-hmm. that's so you got to make sure, you know what I'm saying? You see people coming. End of the game, if you know you're a top team, you got to keep your head on a swivel. I'm not saying that's his fault. They do need to, you know, manage it a little better. But come on, he's six center. He's seven foot. Like, yo, you better. They coming in there crazy. This is your, this your chance to give a fan a little elbow and get away get away with one. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, know, you yeah, could, it's true. You could four, forearm shiver somebody, get him out the way. Listen, don't run up on me. You know what I'm saying? So, but he said reflexes. Maybe he's a bigger guy. So, I mean, I would yeah. say the same thing. RJ <laughs> Davis, yo, what the hell are you doing in there? Why the fuck are you? Why are you in the middle of the crowd? Like, get out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like, move, move, run. Is that a girl? Is that a girl running you over? Bro, come on. Yeah, well, come on. You're a D1 athlete, damn near professional athlete. You got to be able to take hits or be ready for it because he just wasn't yeah, ready. Gotta, yeah, His mind gotta, was just like, all right, we lost. And he's like, uh, he's trying to be passive. I bet you he ain't going to be passive next time. He's going to be yeah, walking through be- there. Like he's, you know what I'm saying? He'll be ready. He'll be walking out like yep. this, ready to go. Yeah, he's gonna be, he's gonna be ready. To, he's gonna have a good bounce, good base. But yeah, man, you gotta, <laughs> gotta get on, up nigga. out of there. Gotta get up out of You're there. You're a top team. You uh, know what's gonna happen. Yeah. So it's all, it's all for the games. Obviously, we hope he recovers well. But yeah, I hope so locked. too. Stay, 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 stay locked, locked in, bro. Stay, stay locked. locked Where's he from? I mean, that just shows you he's not. I'm wondering where he's yeah, from. Yeah, I'm, yeah, we got. Yeah, you've never been in no hostile situations. We gotta look up to see where he's from. Yeah, because a hostile situation, you. get your back to the wall, find out he's going, drop, stop, drop, roll. You know what I'm saying like tuck. You gotta know some of these things. Second nature. Of he's being from in middle. Hostile. He's from what? What? Middle, he's in Westchester, New York, Middletown, New York. Uh, that makes a lot. He of went sense. to Ford. He went. Hey, bro. He went to Fordham Prep. He went to school in the Bronx. That's crazy. I don't know. He, he not this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. <laughs> this is unacceptable behavior from a New Yorker. Even though Westchester, we're from Long Island. I know they talk shit about Long Island, but Westchester is a little bit outside come of the city. On. But come on, so this is unacceptable. You're from. You're in New York. You know what I'm saying you went to Fordham. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> All right, let's not talk about college basketball anymore. Uh, last topic here before we talk about the Western Conference, and we'll talk about a team in the Western Conference, but not how they're playing on the court. But how they are now looking. The gold, uh, the the Los Angeles Clippers have rebranded. Uh, you've probably seen it. If you haven't, all you have to do is search Twitter, Google, whatever. Uh, so they have new jerseys. Uh, they have a new logo. By the way, their logo uh, is very similar to one of the Columbus Clippers, which is a Yankees affiliate in Columbus, Ohio. So take with that what you will. I'm a fan of the jerseys. Not so much a fan of the logo. A fan of the new court and all the things that they want to do. The Intuit Dome in Inglewood, California. But for the most part, I think the logo could use some work. Quick thoughts on that. And then what made me one team and one team only, Danny, that you think needs a rebrand? Oh, I mean, the logo doesn't look too bad. I, I just looked at it now. It's I thought it would be worse. It, the, all the, the original logo, the logo before this one, a little bit better. It could use mm-hmm. a little bit of work, but I think it's fine. You know what I'm saying? that They have the cursive writing, the jerseys. They look cool. They're relocating. I don't think they're bad. Um, there was times where teams did relocate, and at first we're like, "Why the hell did they go with that name?" You know, yep. there was the they had the you know Charlotte Hornets, then they went to the Bobcats, then they went to the Pelicans. Said so the Pelicans at first was like, "What the? Why the hell would you pick the Pelicans?" <laughs> yeah. You know, saying like, out of all the animals in the world, um, you could choose. It's a state from. bird. It was a state bird. I, I get it, man. If, if the we're in Hawaii, you're going to choose the, the state fish. You know what I'm saying? Like the <laughs> Ua, Ua, ba, Bakapu, whatever the, you know what I'm saying? The Hawaiian, like just because it's the state thing doesn't mean you need to do it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> you know yeah. So, 
like so there's a certain time, but teams that need a rebrand. I'm trying to think that who has I'll give you I'll give you my candidate. I'll give you two candidates. I ain't gonna say too long on it. Number one, the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets have had many iterations of this team uh since they have come to Brooklyn. The whole black and white thing, it was a thing for a while. It mm-hmm. was, and it kind of caught some of the New York City attention. But unfortunately for the Brooklyn Nets, they have lost a lot of luster in New York, not just because the Knicks are good, but because they also lost the combination of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. They are struggling from a branding standpoint, and they also don't have a lot of rookies on their roster that they have drafted. So it's very hard for the Brooklyn Nets fans to actually Mm -hmm. latch on to players that they can root for through their development. I think they need to throw it all the way over, start over again, and really start to, not just from the branding, how it looks, but also restart this roster, and that starts with trading away Mikael Bridges and getting a lot of draft picks for him, which you can because okay. he's a very good player, and really restarting this thing and trying to really build up a fan base that can be sustained and not mm-hmm. just a flash in the pan, which is what they had, which is why they are where they are now, where they're barely getting fans to cheer for them in their own arena, and their mm-hmm. local TV ratings are down, down, down. It's not a good look, particularly when you see the team in the city that you're playing in rising mm-hmm. on the other side that's my team number one and team number two and i'll be quick with this a lot quicker the spurs we are finally on to a new era that we know is going to be sustained for a while because i don't mm-hmm. imagine victor webanyama leaving anytime soon it was mm-hmm. great to have the branding through the tim duncan era and while you were there but this is clearly starting a new era of spurs basketball now some people would say they're almost a dynasty franchise and so you can't touch their branding but i do think as we move into a new era uh, and we have a guy like Wemby, I think it's I think it's time to really start to usher in a new brand of the San Antonio Spurs. I'm not saying go crazy, don't yeah. don't fully go away from it, but like let's get let's mm-hmm. make it a little bit more punchy, a little bit more flashy, and for sure. move I, on with the times. I do. I think Brooklyn could use a rebranding for sure. Spurs are just too historical to change. They said the historical teams are hard for me to rebrand because yeah, they mean sure. so much. So Brooklyn, I did. I like that they did the the Biggie collab. They did some with Kooji. Like they had different colors in it. The, the black and white is okay. For me, they the tried. two teams, they tried, and I th- I think it was dope. I thought the Biggie the Biggie thing was dope. The whole New York Brooklyn Brooklyn way. You know what I'm saying? Jay Z integration. Um, the two teams for me, Charlotte Hornets. I think needs a rebranding uh, all around. They need a uh, a lot of doing over. Um, obviously getting pieces of the talent. Obviously, Coach Clifford talked about how they just don't have the talent to compete with teams. Um, but the purple, I think, is just too much. Obviously, mm. the bright blue is okay, but the blue and the purple, like I said, sometimes it just looks kind of crazy. Um, color scheme, I, I think they could change it up a little bit and, and go back to something better or change to something newer. Um, the other team, more, not so bright, maybe, maybe a little that's, bit more. That's what it is. It's too bright. A little yeah. bit more chiller. There's, there's other teals that are a little chiller, calmer. There's other purples mm-hmm. that you say you could mix it up, make it a little bit better. You can add some blacks in there, maybe a black and teal or a black and purple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, get it. Like so, add yeah. it to, to balance it a little better. When you have both bright ass colors, it's crazy. But they need mm-hmm. to rebrand that. Uh, my number one team is the Washington Wizards. Being in the state capital, like you guys got to be better. Just all around, got to be better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The whole rebranding, I said, of the group, the team, the organization, and they can make something more spark when it comes to you know America's capital. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. It could be some type of Captain America type jerseys. You know what I'm saying? Something like that with the star. Yeah. They have decent, but they could make it a little bit more, have a little more spark to it. I feel like yeah, I, I feel what you're saying, but I also feel like they're kind of they're kind of stuck, right? Like if you're a team that plays in Washington, DC, you have mm-hmm. to have red, white, and blue. 
Like, Which right? is fine, like, but yeah, you can yeah. make it fire. You could make red, white, and blue a fire thing if you have the right yeah. jerseys and the right skin. Shit, Philly's red, white, and blue. There's a lot of teams That's that are true. red, white, and blue. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, but I feel like they. I don't even know where the Wizards thing came from. But like, actually, you know what? Yeah, they, they the were cap, the Wizards. Yeah. Remember the they, the they way were the, the Wizards before? Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wizards before they had the they had the other ones. What Jordan was yeah, wearing? Blue, those jerseys weren't yeah, bad. Blue, yeah, those were nice. I like those. Those are solid. Yeah. But you can do those. You can do red, white, and blue differently. You can add some stars differently. You know what I'm saying? It's America's capital. We gotta as the capital. And have the team in that city, like you have to be one of the top it's tier, be at least it's looking be top tier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be if better. you're not going to play better, at least look like, all right, this is the capital of the country. I I will say this right now. Uh, and I was having a conversation with one of my homies at uh, Madison Square Garden tonight as we were watching the Pistons. Mm-hmm. And there are some things about the Pistons that are somewhat impressive, whether it be Cade Cunningham. Who's got some real good game to him? Mm-hmm. Jaden Ivey show some sparks. Uh, Jalen D- Duran, the big man, mm-hmm. he could be somebody, particularly because he's so damn young. No, he is, uh, and he's so de- and he's still sh- and he's strong as hell. He might have a little future with him. So they got they got some pieces going on. So as 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 bad and as negative as the attention that they have gotten this year, particularly for that losing streak, they got something going on, mm-hmm. Bruh. As I was telling my friend, I think nobody has it worse than the Washington Wizards. They got a terrible contract in Jordan Poole, who's now coming off the bench. Their record is trash. I don't think they have anybody that they even drafted on the roster that really makes you feel like this could be the next guy. And the only positive player that I think the only valuable player they have on their roster, in my opinion, at least right now, that's worth anything is Kyle Kuzma. And I don't think and Kyle Kuzma is the at best the third best player on the championship team so yeah and then they have uh what's the name they, he's got this uh, what's the the uh, european they got denny uh, they got denny advia uh yeah Advia. i think i like yeah. i like his game i like his he's game solid, Him and solid. When, we got solid. Rid of, when they got rid of gafford that was tough you know what i'm saying that, that i don't did they even replace who they replace him with it? they did it i mean the, the gafford was still an undersized small center who was still getting worked by six the ten, six eleven He's very athletic. You're talking about like work by the best players in the league. <laughs> Joel Embiid. Yeah, the really... No team is in a worse spot than the Washington Wizards. They're, or they're or at the very bad. least, the Pistons are in yes. a better spot than the Washington Wizards are. Uh, for sure. Uh, I, I agree. But I said, I think they had people. They lost Gafford. He was another person that I thought you could build around and build off because he's a good center. And he played well against us. And he let go of Rui. For I, I don't know what they oh, let him go man. for, but they let him go for pretty cheap. I thought it was like kind of crazy. Um, yeah. but he was a good piece you could have built around. But right now, I said it's just Kuz. I like Tyus. Tyus is good, but you're probably gonna lose him after this year. He's oh, not yeah. gonna yeah, stay. Gonna, he, I um, wouldn't stay there if I was him. Unless they paid him, overpaid him. So they might yeah, do that. Not, but, yeah, I think exactly. You get in the position where you're gonna have to overpay just for to keep guys there. Yeah, um, but to, yeah, to, to keep guys there that are not really building blocks. So it's yes. They're in a tough spot. Uh, speaking yeah. of which, uh, there's a lot of teams in the Western Conference who are going to be in very tough spots as the season goes on. We're going to break down the hectic conference that is the Western Conference right after the break. Stay tuned right here on Inside the Green. Welcome back. We're, we're, let me try it one more time. Mm-hmm. In three, two. We're back with more Inside the Green Room. He's Danny Green. I'm Harrison sure. Sanford. Uh, you can guys can catch us in a wealth of places throughout the course of the week. Uh, Danny's been on Run It Back. Uh, a number of times you can catch me on stadium network and in fact also you can catch me on espn radio this weekend uh 11 p.m to 1 a.m on saturday danny work i'm working the night shift and 8 p.m to midnight on sunday tap in with me we're going to talk a lot of basketball per usual which is what we do late sunday late sunday baby but come on now 
getting paid yeah. to talk about basketball. Yeah, he loved the game. It, it, it just, come on, man. It could be a lot worse. Uh, with that For being sure. said, we're going to break down the Western Conference right now. As it stands, Monday night, the Minnesota Timberwolves are the number one seed. They are tied with the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, with the Denver Nuggets in the three seed, one and a half games back. The Clippers, two and a half games back. Those two, those four teams seem pretty locked in for the top four seeds. Danny, it's when you get it from five to really eight. 11. That's, well, well, well for sure. But five, five the, to Golden eight. Golden State, really Lakers. Feels, yeah. Well, then, yeah, so five to eight, you got Kings, Suns, Pelicans, Mavericks. Those teams, those look like the teams that are going to be fighting for the last two spots to be in the top six. I just mm -hmm. looking at their record, it feels like we're almost destined for a Lakers Warriors win and you're in, or and if you lose that play yeah. game, you're out. It would look like we're destined for that, which is going to be kind of wild. We'll save that to for watch. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be a crazy watch. The Two teams that were that, in the, the second woo. round last year, yeah, it's going to be unbelievable. The ratings on that are going to be nuts. But with that being said, I wanted to point out uh, one thing with one team that could fall out of the top six, Danny, and as of right now. Um, I don't think this team is going to make it in the top six because their schedule down the stretch of the season is absolutely brutal. Uh, shout out to Brian Winhurst. This is crazy. Uh, who, pointed, who pointed this out on his podcast. All right. From March 27th uh, of the season to March 27th to the end of the season, this is the Phoenix Sun schedule at Denver, at OKC, at New Orleans, home for Cleveland, home for Minnesota, home for the Pelicans, facing the Clippers, at the Clippers, at Sacramento, at the Timberwolves. And this is where Bradley Beal still having issues with his hamstring and really not showing any consistency in terms of being available. Danny, mm -hmm. I know they got Royce O'Neal, but that schedule again, <laughs> Denver, at Denver, at OKC. No, Royce holding it down. Royce holding it down. Either way, Cleveland, some of those teams, oh those, teams, those teams are good teams, right? But they also have issues as well. They have some injuries. And they don't play on any given yeah, night. There's I still no see, layups, Danny. So there's not one layup is, in that. And there's not no. one layup. There's no Pistons there, bro. It's preparing you for stand. the playoffs. I like. There's I, no Hawks if I'm, there. If I'm if I'm Phoenix, I'm loving it because this is preparing really? me for the playoffs in in the late months of the season. You want these games that are meaningful. This is a test to see how well we can do without Brad, with Brad if he comes back. How well we can execute against the top teams in the league. Why? What better time to have the challenge than at the end of the season? So, yeah, I'm looking at my chops. Obviously, they could fall out of chops. I don't see that happening. They have too much talent. They have great coaching over there. And even said with other teams, all these other teams, ain't going to be playing their best basketball. Some of the teams are going to flop. So my thing is, even if they stay 500 for those games, they still end up in the top six, if I'm not correct, if I'm not wrong. Is that correct? Yeah, they, I mean, they can, but that, I mean, that. Well, we I see them being, the I see them being a Minnesota. I see them being a Cleveland. I see them being Denver maybe once. Do they play Denver twice or no? They play Den in that stretch of games. They play Denver once. They're at and they're at who Denver. Did, who they play twice? They play the they play the Clippers twice in a home and home, and they're they play beat the Pelicans the twice in a home and home. Yeah, they could probably beat both those teams at least once, if not twice. I could see them get New Orleans twice. They could probably beat New Orleans twice. They could probably get the Clippers at least once. Um, they could win five hundred or if not more than those games. How many games did you list off? Eight or or nine? Bruh, that was okay. Hold on one more. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's the final ten games of the season, my friend. They could win. I think they could win five. They go five. They five. They go five and five, four and six. That's I mean it's a tough either way, it's, it's a, a tough, tough way to end the season. For and sure. They but can it very well for, be outside of the top six. I'm loving it, man. Preparing me for the playoffs. I, I wouldn't win any other way. Okay, fair enough. Playing right. end of the season, your last 10 games, you're playing Detroit, 
uh, Washington, Memphis. These games ain't getting you your guys ready for that type of, you know what I'm saying, type of play. You know okay. You're playing game, teams that are, you know, waiting for the lottery, waiting for the end of the season, just ready to go home. You know, you're playing the Spurs. These teams, young and up and coming, but they're not in the playoffs, and they're not going to prepare you. Obviously, some of these teams could give you a, a night that it's like, all right, let's prepare. They give us – it's like Detroit tonight, played the New York Knicks. They gave them some playoff-type basketball. You know what I'm saying? End of the game, it's a tight-knit game. But, you know what I'm saying, those other teams I mentioned, most of the time that you're not going to be in that type of atmosphere, especially the last 10 games. They're probably resting guys. The guys are just chilling, trying to get their numbers. You want the teams that are playing for something, meaningful games that prepare you. And you said it sucks that you can't rest anybody because you know yeah. you might drop out of what's the name. But like I said you'll get a little rest before the playoffs, which is enough. And you know what I'm saying playoffs is, is a series. You get rest within the playoffs. You get a couple days in between games. They'll be all right. Guys could play forty something minutes. Or those, that's what they pay you for playing those high minutes in those playoff games. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I, I guess it's a, that's a positive way to look at it. I, I I saw that. I'm like, oh, it might be rap city for those guys. But I understand <laughs> your viewpoint there. Uh, I still see them in the top six. Okay, let's let's do a couple of superlatives here. Uh, if let's say you let's say you have the Suns in your top six, let's exclude them from the conversation. So mm-hmm. let's say you have Timberwolves, OKC, Denver, and the Clippers. We're pretty confident they're gonna they're gonna be in the top six. And let's for for the mm-hmm. for the sake of this argument or discussion, we'll put Phoenix in the top six. Mm-hmm. Name me the one team that can pull off what the Lakers did last year from playing. To Western Conference Finals, your options: the Kings, the mm-hmm. Pelicans, Mavericks, Lakers, or the Warriors. The one team that can go from playing to Western Conference Finals. Who would you put your money on? I would go either Dallas or Sacramento. Nah, um, you could pick one, brother. That's it. That's not. That's not how the games play. I don't see the Lakers doing it this year. I don't see the Warriors doing it this year. Uh, I think Sacramento has a decent chance. Who was the other besides Dallas? Uh, Pelicans. Pelicans not doing it. Western Conference Finals, no. So I'm gonna go with Dallas. I think Luca, Kyrie, they have the weapons picking up PJ Washington if he gets hot. Um, you got Gafford coming off the bench lively. These young guys, these Luca, of course, Luca, you can't count him out. The what he did to the Suns a couple of years ago, you know what he's capable of doing. You know what mm-hmm. Kyrie's capable of doing. Those two guys are so dangerous in a seven game series, they can make it happen. They can beat yeah. certain teams four games. If they're healthy, they stay healthy, and they got those other guys still healthy with Lively doing his role, Gafford and P.J. Washington doing their roles, and they got Tim Hardaway up the bench. You know, we know what he's done in the playoffs and how he's got played Josh well. Green on the wings. Josh Green, the young, young guys, but the guys that have proven have done some stuff in the playoffs, I can definitely count on. So I could see Dallas being that team, they, and they've been there. You know, Jay Kidd, he knows what he's doing as a coaching staff, so I could see them making a push. Yeah, I kind of – I like that pick as well. Uh, and the one thing that I've, you know, I, I've really grown to admire about Luka Doncic's game is any game that he is playing in, any game against any opponent, it is played at his pace. I find that I find that fascinating. And obviously, you've guarded him before a multitude of times. Can you kind of explain one how difficult it is to always be in control of the pace of the game and how he does it? And what impact that has had on you as a defender and your teams that you've been playing on against it? It's extremely hard. <laughs> um, there's a few guys that do it. Obviously, you say Jalen Brunson does it at his own pace. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. There's a couple guys I've seen, um, but it's extremely hard because you not everybody is successful at doing it, and people f- find ways to speed you up. And if you don't, if you're not really successful at it, you're gonna have to change it up um, because he's so good at it and he's so crafty at it. 
he doesn't have to change a thing. And people adjust to him around it. And they said they're able to win games. They've been able to win playoff games with him playing at that pace. Um, so guarding it is a pain in the ass because you're trying to speed him up. He's just not going to do that. He's going to take his time, pick you apart, and he's going to draw fouls. He knows how to use his body well. You try to speed him up, he's going to use it against you and mm. probably get you in foul trouble, get you on the bench. Um, so watching it, at times you're like, damn, how is he doing it? He's making it look so easy. It's it's frustrating sometimes. Even watch as a fan because you're like a slow game. But as a defender, it's frustrating as hell trying to guard it. Um, and as a player trying doing it, um, playing at your own pace, it, it's it's really it's hard to get in that type of zone. Like how um, like how does like how like how is he so good at it? That's what I'm saying. It's hard to get in that type of zone. And usually you're in a zone when the game slows down for you. It, you, you usually make your first basket, then you'll slow down. You just you know everybody's kind of nervous butterflies. But when you have the keys to the city, it's a little different. But you got to earn those mm. keys. So. He got the keys pretty early. You know, they gave him a chance. He got the ball in his hands. He he does what he does, and everybody said adapts around it. Uh, but it, it usually makes it easier as you're making shots. As the game goes on, the game will slow down for you, and you know, you can slow the game down. When you have the ball in your hands, you dictate everything. And when you're said him, been doing it for so long, he usually gets the first basket. <laughs> he gets that first basket. It's like all right, cool. And the next couple baskets, we get a free throw. Most superstars, the reason why they're so good because they slow the game down all the time or at a quicker pace than most people also because they have more opportunity. They have to earn that opportunity to get that type of green light mm -hmm. and get the ball in hand. You see Joel, he moves at his pace. Giannis, Dame, you know, Steph, you ain't going to speed but even, Bro, but even a guy like Joel Embiid, I've seen him get sped up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's I've some double teams. I, you see some double teams that happen. Um, yeah, it's also because it's easier to double team. Up, even if you double team them. It's easier to double team them in the post than it is on the perimeter. Yeah. Um, Luca can pass the ball out. He can pick you apart with the pieces you have. That that high up on the court, he can just view quarterback and look. When you're in a post, it's a little harder to quarterback. Um, mm -hmm. So, and he also has people he can trust around him. I can find the middle, the guy in the middle. I can find the guy on the wing. I find Kyrie or Lively, who's on a quarterback in the middle, and we have shooters around me. So you got to pick your poison. And he's good at throwing lobs. He's so good of a passer too. Jokic, he's another guy that plays at his own pace. They play very slow and don't speed up because of how good they are at scoring, but also how great they are at passing the ball. And they don't let you – they're great at passing the ball because they don't let you speed them up. They take the time. Double's coming. Okay. Jokic seven feet, so like nobody's going to really – I can see over people. Luka's a little different. But him to be able to put the ball on a rope at any given moment, um, it makes him that much dang more dangerous, and it makes it easier for him to slow the game down. He doesn't panic. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's incredible. Yeah, yeah, he's incredible. I continue to marvel. I think as I've gotten smarter watching basketball, a guy like him, I continue to just be – frankly, just amazed by and really like watching his game, even though it's not the most athletic. His level of skill and IQ is otherworldly. We, we're taking it for granted because it said he does it so often. <laughs> yeah. And his numbers are so crazy. We're just all oh, Lucas number, But, you know, to have an average 30, 33, 40, you know what I'm saying, 40 nights, triple doubles, 40 points. Him and Jokic, they do it so often. They're like, uh, it, it's, it's kind of crazy that people aren't impressed by it as much as they should be. Like somebody else does it. Like, oh, shit, he had a great night. Fucking Jalen Brunson's killing you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Darren Fox, mm -hmm. yo. But when these guys do it, like, oh, he does this shit all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But, which nuts. is crazier. Which is crazier. Do it night yeah. in, night out. It's unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's keep another. Let's go with another superlative in the Western Conference. Uh, there's a lot of talented teams, and there are going to be some teams uh, that are just, frankly, going to lose maybe in the first round. And while this, by the seeding standpoint, it might look crazy, but when you look at the actual talent on the court, you'd be like, well, it makes sense. Hmm. Name the one team and one team only 
uh, that you would not be surprised loses in the first round and keep it. Let's keep it to the top, the teams that are in the top six. So we're talking Minnesota, OKC, Denver, Clippers, and for the sake of this discussion, the Phoenix Suns. Which one of those teams would all not the shock you at all if they lose in the first round? I think I think nobody would be shocked if OKC or Minnesota lost in the first round. Got to pick one, um, though. Um, I'm going to go with OKC because their first mm. time being there in so long. Uh, Minnesota has been in the playoffs. They had a couple playing games. They have guys with more veteran leadership. That has more veterans there. OKC, they're so young. Being at the top, they're going to be welcomed with the Laker team or Golden State. You know what I'm saying? The team they have mm-hmm. no business playing in the first round, being a number two seed, even though they have home court advantage, I could see that happening. Um, if I had to pick any one of those teams in the Western Conference that are in the top four, you saying? Yeah, yeah, in the top four. Yeah, I'm going to go with OKC just because they're the youngest group there. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, as, as nobody's expecting, still, nobody's expecting yeah. much out of them. You know what I'm saying? So, what's that? It's a win-win for them. They have nothing to lose. They should go on firing because nobody expects them to get anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I, bro, like they go into you know, as of right now, uh, Dallas is the eighth seed. They go mm-hmm. into that series. Let's say they let's say they win the playing game and they end up playing OKC, bro. Luca uh, taking on Shea is going to be fascinating, but like. Luka's experience in the playoffs. Kyrie's experience in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, they won't pound OKC with size, which is, I think, how you really take advantage of it. But a lively I, Gafford, it, it, Chet is not going to be able to, you yeah. know, lively and Gafford, they're going to be, as much as you think they get worked, to, or Gafford gets worked in the Eastern Conference, that Western Conference, he's going to outwork the, the, their bigs. They have no rebounding. They have no real bigs in there. So he's going to work them. They have Gordon Hayward who will help them. Yeah. But said big side, big-wise, center-wise, there's nobody there that can – and they got guys that can guard Chet on the perimeter. They got PJ, you know, lively mm-hmm. can guard those guys. Gafford, they can guard on the perimeter, Chet on the perimeter, some, and, and they can bully him down low with the rebounding and, and putbacks, and also post and yeah. guarding. The, you know what I'm saying? So it's a it's a mismatch from the inside for sure. And even and even if let's say a team like the Pelicans ends up playing OKC, like you got like you got JV on the inside who's a girthy center for for Zion. Chet Holmgren. He's gonna yeah. uh, then you have Zion rim attacking. You have a guy like Brandon Ingram. Who could be a number one score? You have guys like Herb Jones, who just might the be able to guard Shaquille Alexander, Trey Murphy huge. the third. Like as great as it. OKC has been, they're going to be there's, in trouble. It, there's no easy series, no. particularly for the Oklahoma City Thunder or in the West Coast. In the experience. Western Conference, there's no easy series in the Western Conference. But they didn't fix the said you brought up their rebounding issues. They never fixed their issue from the trade Mm-mm. deadline. They didn't fix it, so that's going to hurt them tremendously in the playoffs and re- playoffs you know it's all about defensive rebounds the team that executes uh the defense on the floor everybody the, te- the game slows down everybody knows everyone's plays people are going to score but who's going to do little things the 50 50s who's going to get the stops who's going to get the rebounds that's going to play a huge part and if you can't do that against the new orleans against the lakers maybe the warriors they can you say because the warriors don't have a bunch of big presence for looney who does well um but the other teams that you 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 talking about facing Dallas, they have enough you know f- front court to to bully whoever they need. You know what I'm saying to bully OKC anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And the last one, we'll make this one quick because I think I know your answer. Uh, who wins the West, regardless of seeding, regardless of how it all pans out? Uh, who wins? Who gets to the finals? No, yeah, who gets to the finals out of the West? I think it was going to be Denver again, honestly. Um, 
Why you say that so? Like we say, like with this with, with a big side. You know, I said I don't like to see the same teams in the fight. You know what I'm saying? I want to see different teams make it there. I want to mm. see somebody else come and give them a fight. I think teams will give them a fight. I think they'll be there. Depending on who comes out of the East, I do want to see a new winner. Uh, I think this is Boston's year if they do what they're supposed to do. Because uh, I don't think Denver has the depth they had last year. But Denver right now is just the best team. Um, when they're clicking, they have the experience. They have if they're healthy. I don't see anybody beating them. Even the team that comes out of the, the East, I think it's a Jamal Murray, Jokic, that combo, and the MPJ, Aaron Gordon, KCP, um, off the bench, Reggie and DeAndre playing pretty well certain games. And then you have Christian Brown, uh, the kid Watson. They have, they have a decent group. It's not as strong as last year's group, but they have enough with their starting five. And so in the playoffs, you can play those guys 40 minutes. So, yeah. yeah. I would love – I if, if Denver makes it, out of the Western Conference, I will give them all, I, I will give them and especially Nikola Jokic all of his flowers. What I want, if they I'm just like you, I want to see new blood almost every year in the mm-hmm. finals, unless it's like a really good rivalry. With mm-hmm. that being said, with that being said, the basketball fan in me wants Jokic to get if he gets through to the to the finals, NBA finals again. I want to make I want to make sure or at least see that he does it by going through. The Minnesota Timberwolves, because of Gobert being the defensive player of the year, heavy favorite to get it well, done. Yeah, and Gobert. Yeah, I want to see those two. We'll see if Jokic if Jokic gets through them with now their elevated play, and obviously Anthony Edwards is taking a level up, and obviously we hope that Nas Reed and and, and Jalen McDaniels are actually available for this time mm-hmm. around, like they weren't last year. And I think maybe the series could have been different if they were available last year. If he gets mm-hmm. through them and gets back to the finals. I will give him. I mean, he already deserves all the flowers. I will give him even more. That's I. We want to see greatness challenge, and I think for Jokic personally, personally for Jokic, that's probably his biggest personal challenge. For getting sure, out of but the way. he has so much help, and the other facets don't match up with the rest of the group. With Jamal Murray, mm. Anthony Edwards is going to be able to do so much. Mike Conley, you know, slow mo. They don't have enough to stop MPJ, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray. Yeah, Jokic may get stopped or have a challenge, but those other guys, uh, said KCP, it's, it's, it, Anthony it would Edwards, be one, it's hard for him to do it by himself, to stop all those guys that are hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it would be enough. one of those series. It, I think it would be one of those series where Jamal Murray would have to be on Jamal Murray time or MPJ would have to be like on top of be, his game. They could be I don't on think their Jokic, time. I don't they don't think have Jokic to be crazy. Be like 30-point triple-doubles against Gobert. No. Nah. He'll, he'll get triple-doubles. It'll be maybe 20-point 20 triple-doubles, but he will because he'll be passing. Aaron Gordon's going to get backdoor dunks. That's why you got mm-hmm. him there. Lobs, f- rebound. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to get putbacks. He's going to do all the little stuff. Maybe a three or two. MPJ, 6'11 shooter. You're not stopping that. Who, who's guarding him? Mike Conley, Anthony Edwards, maybe slow-mo? Okay, yeah. That might – a little bit. All he'll have to do is get his average 12, 15. Jamal Murray averages 20. They don't have to be on crazy. They can average. They can score enough and said. Minnesota don't have enough scoring either to, to you know what I'm saying? Like, Cat can score and Edwards can score. Gobert yeah. not scoring much. Mike Conley's not scoring the way he used to. Um, off the bench, you, you don't have the same, you know what I'm saying? Um, and they're lacking some shooting, I think, as well. But they, they have decent scoring, but they don't have a, a great group of scoring over there in Minnesota. So it's just a tough matchup. So they don't have to be on crazy Jamal Murray time or MPJ time until they start playing the teams that can score a bunch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I understand your analysis there. I I personally cannot wait 
for the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think the stretch run of this NBA season is going to be a lot of fun as well. Uh, as was this pod, we're about to get up out of here, but update for you guys. Uh, we are upping our cadence now to two times a week. So as you listen to this on Tuesday, best believe you'll be able to listen to another new episode on Thursday. So uh, we'll see you guys then. Uh, up until that point, uh, read, rate, subscribe, review. All read, those rate, good subscribe, things. review. You know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. We'll see you guys next time. Holla. Peace.